six podcasts, six days of profit. How about it? Yeah, it's fire, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ready? You ready to go? You, yeah. you here? Yes. Birth to Sharp, birth to Justin. It wasn't profit for all of us. Now you, pre- what did what did you end up yesterday? I mean, I guess on the pod plays, I went three and three, which is not a profit. Three so. and three for you. Uh, if you were happened to be tailing the square, you would have had a nice night. Um, I had a winner on my best bet that was not a winner for Justin. He was on the other side, uh, which was his play on the pot. It was UConn minus five and a half. Home against Butler. UConn covered it. They win 63 to 51. Um, did you watch that game? Nope. You did not watch that game. Um, I did. Uh, a little bit of it anyway. Um, it was uh, – you. It, was a, it, it went how I expected it to go. That I, I really thought you, uh, UConn – it was a good spot for them. I thought they were going to come out motivated, and that's exactly what they did. Dan Hurley had them ready to go. And their defense really came up big, only allowing 51 points versus Butler. You know, they only scored 63, but, you know, it's okay when you your defense is that good and Butler's offense is not very good. So 63 to 51, square over the sharp in a showdown. Uh, I like to gloat a little bit there. That's fine. That's fine. You are such in a pissy mood this morning. I'm not in a pissy mood at all. Oh, no, you're all right? I mean, I didn't anticipate UConn shooting 50% from the field. That doesn't happen. They're not very good on offense. So I, I thought they needed to, to rebound to win, and they didn't even rebound. So I actually thought the game played out the way I anticipated. I didn't think UConn could shoot 50% from the field against a good Butler defense, and they did. So is what it is. Wrong side. No problem. Move on. Move on. So my best bets go to three and three now through six podcasts. Uh, Justin had a best bet last night that also hit, and now he's seven and one through six. I mean, I say best bet on the pod, but every pick I give out is a best bet for me. You know, true, the, true, but but real hammer. But the ones you, the ones you have given out as your best bet have been very, very solid this season, and. Yesterday, you hit on Auburn minus two and a half. They went 88 to 82 versus Missouri. They were home in that game. How about Sharif Cooper, man? Really, really kept Auburn in that one. He was the reason they covered 28 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He was 18 of 21 from the free throw line. As a team, they were 36 of 44 from the free throw line. Just a ton of foul shots in that game. And, you know, Auburn able to cover. Uh, was looking dicey at some points throughout the game. It was really a close game throughout, though. And then late, you know, came down to some foul shooting at the end. Auburn pulls away. Yeah, the amount of fouls on Missouri was kind of ridiculous. So, Sharif Cooper's a difference maker for Auburn. Um, they were bad, and then he arrived, was eligible, and they've been good. Um, and when they struggled against Missouri, he was in foul trouble. Like, he picked up his third foul in the first half. And that's when Missouri was able to come back and kind of take the lead. Uh, but when he came back in, he just makes that – he just draws so much attention from the defense that it's just – it makes Auburn, which actually has some pretty good shooters. Uh, Alan Flanagan's a heck of a basketball player. they got big, strong athletes inside. So when your point guard 
is such a high usage player that commands so much attention, it just makes it very difficult um, to defend. So Auburn's a really good basketball team right now. They play, they're playing really good ball. So um, I uh, just something I have to keep keep track of as the season goes on. Some other bets we hit on last night, Alabama minus six and a half. They win 70 to 59 versus Kentucky. Jordan Shackelford had 21 points, 10 of 10 from the line. I don't think I've ever seen a game come down a team having to cover on foul shots and Alabama literally did not miss a foul shot down the stretch. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable that they're foul shooting. Um, that game looked, I don't want to say dead, but they Alabama was down by two points with just four minutes to go in the game. Um, you know, ended up winning by 11. They really just got hot at the right time in order to cover. Um, that was a fun one to watch. I had that one on at the bar every Tuesday night. I go to this, the same bar with my same friend, a loyal listener to the pod and we were going nuts. And it's really funny because the bartender knows we, uh, like to bet Alabama because last Tuesday they also played and we were bet, we were on them then. Um, so it's just funny back-to-back weeks in a row, same bar, same bartender. Uh, we got to watch Alabama cover. So we were going nuts. That was a fun one to watch. Gambling is so fun because, you know, Alabama's winning by five. They're winning by six. They're winning by seven. They're winning by eight. You know, whatever the number is, it's right around the spread total. And we, sh- we shouldn't be cheering so hard because, because they're going to win the game. But that's not what we're cheering for. We're cheering for the cover, which makes it just that much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Gambling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it can be the best of times and it can be the worst of times, you know? That's for sure. So that's for sure. So we also hit on UNC minus three and a half. That was Justin's play. Nice one there. They win by 10 on the road at Pitt. Um, then we had another ad late. We didn't get to this on the pod. We talked about it, but Justin added it late and it was a very smart play on his part. Oklahoma plus four and a half on the road at Texas. We talked about it on the pod. It was a COVID situation where we didn't want to touch it because we didn't know who was going to be playing or not for Texas. Before the game, two Texas starters were ruled out. Chaka Smart was ruled out. It was still sitting there at four and a half. It eventually jumped to three. We got in at four and a half. Oklahoma wins the game outright. Almost went to OT. I was praying for no OT. That's always the worst when, you know, you have a team getting points and then it goes to OT and they lose the cover in OT. That did not happen. Oklahoma wins. A couple heartbreakers, Georgia Tech plus six and a half. Justin, talk about this one because I know you're upset about it. I just want to hear the misery in your voice. Um, college kids foul when they're down six with seven seconds left. It's like it happens, man. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Depressing. Um Felt like Georgia Tech was going to win that game outright for a while, too, which was uh, whatever. Part of the grind. Part of the grind. And then you also had Missouri State plus two and a half over uh, I Drake. Had plus, I had them plus three and a half. Plus three and a half over Drake. Um, they blew a 15-point half halftime lead. They did. They went ice cold in the second half. Um, it's disappointing to have a bad day yesterday. Uh I felt like I had the right side on um, five out of the six games. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. And, yeah, so the, the picks are overall pretty good, though. If you were tailing me, you would have been one, two, three, four, and two. If you were tailing Justin, you would have been three and three. So depending on who you were tailing, um, I can 
guess where most people were tailing based on my history. Um, but I'm starting to turn it around a little here. Um, Drake moves to 14 and 0 and 12 and 0 against the spread. Unbelievable. And they play again tonight. And the line is the same. It is Drake minus three and a half. Back to back Missouri State. Are you gonna bet Missouri State tonight? No. No. Want no part of them. No, not after, I think you lose a game like that, it can be so demoralizing. I think it's I think it's more likely that Drake goes out and blows the doors off of him tonight. You know, I felt like Missouri State had their chance last night, Drake coming off a COVID pause, uh, home dog, you know, good atmosphere. Point halftime lead. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they got off to a great start, and I don't know what the fuck happened in the second half. They just I, – I, I honestly – I don't know what happened. They stopped going inside to their, their best player, Gage Prim. They fouled on defense. It was just – it was like death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, it was just like – they figure it the fuck out. Don't blow a 15-point lead, especially at home. Like, just figure it out. I, I mean, I, I – just frustrated. You got no words. I don't, but – yeah, I, mean, I can hear how pissy you are. You're not bringing the same sort of energy as you normally do on the pod. Well, I mean, uh, it's discouraging. Uh, you know, we bet oh, real money God. on if these. You games. have five good days in a row. You have one okay day, and you're and you're pissy. Right. Um, the Phillies win five in a row, Matt, and then they lose in the bottom of the ninth inning on the sixth day when they're up three heading into the ninth. Are you still happy because they won five of six, or are you pissed no, off no, because no, they I'm blew not- the game? I'm not happy, but I'm going to be bringing the same energy to the pot every I'm still, day. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go with the same energy. When no, you're ready to go, baby? You're ready to fucking roll? When we talk about today's games, I'm ready to go. Okay, well, let's get into it then. First game up, Creighton, minus two at Seton Hall. You're rolling your eyes. What do you got? Because I don't know. I don't know what to make of this game. Creighton, Eileen Creighton. Yeah, Eileen Seton Hall. Uh, I actually make Seton Hall a slight favorite in this game. Why? Um, I don't know why. That's just what my number makes it. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, I think Seton Hall's really good inside. Uh, we saw UConn kind of expose Creighton inside a little bit over the weekend. Uh, I think Seton Hall has the ability to do that. I think Kevin Willard's a really great coach. Um, Creighton beat them by like 40 earlier in the season. I just don't think that happens again, but I think two is just a small – it's a small number. I wish it was like three and a half. Uh, and then I jump on Seton Hall. But right now I'm, I'm not I'm not playing it. If anything, I, I do lean Seton Hall. Okay. Next game up, Wisconsin at Maryland. And line is now minus three and a half. I got it this morning at minus two and a half. I'm all over this one. This is my best bet of the night. Wisconsin on the road at Maryland, minus two and a half. I think you concur. Yeah, so why is it your best bet? Why is it my best bet? Maryland is off a big win, correct? They are off a big win over Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, they're home tonight against Wisconsin. They were on the road at Minnesota, big win. Home tonight against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, on the other hand, is off a loss against Ohio State, a 12-point loss. I just think it's a good spot for Wisconsin. They, they need to bounce back after a – not a great win. They were they lost by 12 at home. Now they have to go on the road at Maryland. Wisconsin's the better team. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think they can cover. I got it at two and a half. Like I said, Demetri Trice. I think he's you know really carries them tonight. He's been shooting it hot from three. He's shooting 42% on the season. Wisconsin as a team shoots pretty well from three. I, I, I'm all over him. 
Yeah, I agree. I like Wisconsin. I like them up to three and a half. Um, Maryland won at Wisconsin earlier this season, so there's obviously revenge on them on on their minds. Um, you mentioned it. Wisconsin's off a tough loss. Maryland's off a big win, uh, so it's a little bit of a buy low, sell high. Maryland struggles defending the perimeter. Um, Wisconsin has a lot of guys that make shots from the outside. Uh, I think Maryland's going to have trouble scoring inside uh, with Wisconsin's size up front with Potter, Reavers, and Wall, um, and Aleem Ford. I, I think it's just going to be – I think it's a tough matchup for Maryland, and I just don't see them sweeping the season series with Wisconsin. Uh, I, think it, I think Wisconsin matches up well. They're not going to turn it over. They're – they're not going to be intimidated playing on the road, right? They start five seniors pretty much. Um, I, I think I think Wisconsin wins this game. I think it's a statement opportunity in the Big Ten. Uh, that's all. All right. Uh, Louisville at Clemson. Clemson is a point-and-a-half favorite at home. Clemson looks broken as of late. They've lost three in a row, all blowouts. They lost against Virginia, 85-50. to 50. They lost on the road at Georgia Tech, 83-65. They lost on the road at Florida State, 80-61. to 61. Now they're home tonight, having fallen out of the top 25 against the Louisville team that has played their way into the top 25, now ranked number 25. Clemson, a point-and-a-half favorite here. Louisville's off a big win over Duke. I kind of like the Cardinals here, but why is Clemson favorite? Um, yeah, I played Clemson. All right. I bet them on the money line. When they were like minus 115 as a pick on uh, the stretch that Clemson has been on may be the most unlucky stretch I've ever seen in college basketball. The three teams that just beat, beat them uh, shot a combined 43 of 81 from three point range. Like that is just unheard of. Uh, it's unheard of. And Clemson has a very good defense. They defend the interior. Um, so it, it seems like the recipe to beat them is to get hot from the outside. And I do not see Louisville doing that. Louisville doesn't shoot the ball well from deep. They just don't. Their, their game is pick and roll. Uh, mid-range game with Carly Jones, David Johnson. Um, try to get uh, some shots at the basket. They don't really have a bunch of game breakers from the outside. Um, and Clemson's going to do for a win. And they've always been good at home at Little John. They're fans in the building. I think it's going to be a good atmosphere for a good team. Big game, must win. And I think they're every bit as talented as Louisville. Um I like them up to like minus three, even like I think Clemson's and Clemson wins the game outright. Uh, I think they cover. I think it's a really good spot for Clemson. I think they match up well with Louisville. And like I said, I I like the spot. So. All right. Um, Next game up. Let's keep it in the ACC here. Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. Virginia Tech opened as a point and a half dog. They now are a point and a half favorite. I texted you last night as soon as I saw this line, and my initial reaction was Virginia Tech. I like them getting the points. I didn't play it. You said you lean Notre Dame. Why is that? Um, did I say I lean Notre Dame, or did I just you, say I don't like Virginia Tech? Clarification. You said you didn't like Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, so Virginia Tech's missing their best, their best player, uh, Tyrese Radford. He was suspended. Um, he's an interesting kind of Swiss Army knife six foot two guard who almost plays like he's six foot seven. He's got crazy long arms. He rebounds. He finishes at the rim. He's not a great shooter, uh, but so he's out. Um, Also a great defender. He's out. Uh, I like Virginia Tech. I think they're a good basketball team, but I also like Notre Dame. Like 
I think Notre Dame has a really, really good offense. Uh, four guys on the floor that all shoot 40% from three. Um, they've got good size. They're not very deep, but they started to play better recently. They beat Boston College by 10. They beat Miami, I think, by like 12 or 14. And now they're home against a Virginia Tech team that they played tight for about 30 minutes a couple weeks ago in a game that Virginia Tech ended up running away from them. I think a pick is the right number. I was hopeful that Notre Dame would be getting points, and then I'd probably come come in on them. Um, I, I don't really have any interest in Virginia Tech without Radford and knowing that knowing that they, they – I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that the, the gap is that huge. Staying away, Notre Dame becomes a dog. I think I'm going to play them. Uh, but right now, no interest. All right. I, I actually uh, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, without Radford, it's, it's hard to bet on this one. Initial reaction, my initial gut was Virginia Tech just because, you know, they are a better team on paper than Notre Dame, um, and that line has swung that way. So the public obviously weighing in there, betting on Virginia Tech. But this is a total stay away for me as well. Next, it's, just uh, tough. it's tough because Notre Dame isn't very good defensively. They're not good on the glass, and Virginia Tech – has good players on offense. They rebound well. Like it's 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 tough to like stomach betting Notre Dame just because they are really good offensively because they they're not good defensively. And I think packing in packing it in defensively, like which is what they did against Miami, won't work against Virginia Tech because they they can make shots from the outside. So Ugh. next game up, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Arkansas a four and a half point home favorite against the Rebels. Anything on this one? This one, Ken Palm makes it a three-point game. Arkansas is off two wins in a row against Auburn and Vanderbilt. Meanwhile, Ole Miss is also on two wins in a row at Mississippi State and Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, I have no feel on this one. I got I got to tell you. Yeah, I like Ole Miss at six, six and a half. Uh, I saw it briefly there last night, and I just didn't I, – I, I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger. I thought it was just going to keep going up. Clearly, I was wrong. Um, Arkansas is good at home. They've got good players on offense. Uh, Ole Miss plays this kind of gimmicky uh, junk zone. They're long. They're athletic. They don't really have great scores on offense, but they thrive on forcing turnovers and and, and teams missing shots and, and kind of controlling the glass. And I don't know if Arkansas is a team that misses a lot of shots. they got good offensive players. They can score. Um, they got guys that can shoot, good guards. Um, it's a weird matchup. I also don't really have a lot of feel. I think if it came down to like two and a half, three, I'd kind of like Arkansas. And if it went up to like six and a half, I would like Ole Miss. I make the spread Arkansas minus four and a half. So this is as as uh, valueless as it can be. So nothing for me. All right, moving over to the Big Ten. Penn State at Ohio State. Ohio State, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Nittany Lions. This one is an interesting game. I think it's a very, very sharp line. Yeah, it is sharp. I, I make it seven-and-a-half. I And I've been bad with Ohio State. Like, I can't – like, they're a team I haven't been able to peg all season long. Like, they're just – I don't think they're as good as what they have been recently in the Big Ten. Uh, I just don't. Like, I don't – like, this is a basketball team that has now won on the road at Wisconsin. Um, they won at Rutgers. Uh, I, I'm 
they wanted Illinois. Like I can't really put my fingertip on on why Ohio State is so good because I look at their roster and I just I don't love it. Like I don't I don't love their players. I don't I don't love anything they really do. I don't think they're that great defensively. I, I, they've just been making shots. Um, I don't know, man. I I'm with you. It's a sharp line. I I can't. I got nothing. If anything, I think Ohio. I lean Ohio State because. I think they. I don't think Penn State is good enough defensively if they can't force turnovers. And Ohio State right. is really good with the ball; like they won't turn it over. So that's all for me. But no play. Yeah, no play for me here either. If this one gets down the other way, which I don't see it going, obviously, um, I would consider it at like five and a half or six and a half. Seven and a half just seems just a little too much for me. Um, you know, you mentioned you don't know why Ohio State's so good, other than that they're you know, making shots. A big part of it is they don't ever really turn the ball over. They're 20th in the country in offensive um, efficiency on turnovers. They only turn the ball over on 15.2% of their possessions. So that ranks them 20th in the country. I think that's a big reason why there. Um, but yeah, no play for me either. Sharp line. Uh, let's move on over to the Big East. Marquette at Providence. Marquette, a two and a half point road dog. Providence is giving two and a half yeah another game I played on the money line um Providence was like minus 115 minus 120 when I played it uh, I take a minus two and a half I make them like three and a half four um Marquette covered when these teams played each other a few weeks ago um I'm just trying to look to see what my number is on this game oh here we go where am I okay um yeah so Marquette covered when these two teams played each other at Marquette. Uh, I think it's kind of like a flip scenario. These teams are very evenly matched, but I think the best players on the floor are going to be wearing black and gray. Um, David Duke is one of the best guards in the country, and Nate Watson is an absolute monster inside. And I think Ed Cooley is a fantastic head basketball coach. I think in a game that Providence needs to win, and they really do need to win it, uh, I think that – Ed Cooley is the guy that I would want to back. Um, I think Marquette's good defensively, especially inside, which may make life a little difficult for Nate Watson. But I think in a game that Providence has to have, I think they're playing better basketball lately too. Um, I like the Friars. I like them at home. Um, I think that they, they cover a two-and-a-half-point spread. I'd like them kind of up to two-and-a-half. That would probably be my my breaking point. But – I played them on the money line, and I, I like Providence, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I like Providence a lot, too, here. Um, I played them on the money line as well. I got them at two and a half, the number on the spread. So I just was like, I'm just going to play the money line at minus 136. So not the best odds there, but I'm playing it safe in what should be a tight game. Justin's giving me that. A lot of ju- 136 is a lot of juice delay. 136 is a lot of juice delay. It's still my normal unit that I played on the game. Um, so I'm giving up a few dollars in the winnings to, you know, just play it safe with the Providence win should be a close game. Um, God forbid they win by one or two, a win's a win. I'll take it. I'm okay with doing it here. Um, unlike Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin easily covers the two and a half. That's why it's my best bet. And I'm on the two and a half points there. Um, okay. Let's go to Georgia and South Carolina, South Carolina at home, given four and a half to Georgia. What do you think? I'm I'm not great with SEC basketball. I mean, these are this is a these are two closely ranked teams. 
Four and a half seems like kind of a lot, but South Carolina is home. Um, but I got to say, I, I don't, I can't cap this very well. Um, SEC basketball has probably been the least conference that I've watched this season, other than Alabama. Um, I'm on South Carolina minus four and a half. Okay. I just feel like, you know, <laughs> I've been on them twice in a row. It's, I'm, uh, you know. I'm riding them now. And is that an advisable strategy? No, it's not. But I, I think they're, I think they're better than the team that gave up a hundred plus points to, to Auburn. Uh, I think I actually, I, I think South Carolina. South Carolina's lost three in a row. Yeah. Um, well, yes, they lost to LSU in a game that they probably should have won. Um, mm-hmm. They gave up an uncharacteristically excellent shooting night to Missouri, and then Auburn torched them. And so I think Frank Martin's a hell of a coach. South Carolina needs to figure it out. Uh, I think that they can dominate the glass. That's one thing. Uh, and I just think they have better players than Georgia. And at home, like in a game that they need to win, I think that they can control tempo, um, get up and down the floor, make shots. I mean, they, they returned pretty much everybody of consequence from last year. And they've, they're always a team – in SEC play that finds a way to finish near the top half of the standings. And right now at one and three, like they, they need a win and I'm holding my nose and, and playing them, even though they've been really crappy the last couple of times out. I just think that they're going to be able to Market's bottomed out on them a little bit. Yeah, maybe, uh, honestly, not yet. I think four and a half shows that they're still, people still realize that South Carolina has potential. I right. mean, the year I would have had them as a tournament team. Uh, obviously at three and five, one and three in the conference, that's hard to say right now, but I mean, the, the, the pieces are still there. Um, I, basically what it comes down to is I think they're going to force plenty of Georgia turnovers and I think they're going to, they're going to control the glass. And I think those two factors are really important in limiting your opponent's shot attempts and then gaining shot attempts for your team. Uh, and I just think South Carolina is better. I think they're able to cover four and a half at home. Uh, I would I would prefer it at three and a half. Like that would be like a real number that I would really want to get in on. Um, I don't think it's going to get there, so I just played four and a half. And I think I'd play it up to like six and a half. I really think South Carolina comes out swinging. Um, right, Georgia's off a big win over Kentucky. Like that's a big win for them. So I think Georgia may be a little overvalued right now. And I, so I like the Gamecocks. Um, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm hopping on their wa- on their wagon one more time. All righty, and then. We can break down these uh, little two-for-one shot here if you want. I don't know what you have on these. We got Florida at Vanderbilt. Florida, 12.5-point favorite. The other Florida team, Florida State, is an 11.5-point favorite at home versus Miami. So both Florida teams home tonight, both big favorites. Florida against Vanderbilt, Florida State against Miami. Florida State has been rolling lately, like steamrolling teams. But 11.5 is a lot. It is. Um, I don't have a play on it. It is a lot. Uh, matchup leans Florida State. Number leans Miami. I, I have nothing, no interest. Um, I, I think okay. it, it seems like Miami may be without their two kind of freak of nature athlete wings uh, in, in Anthony Walker and, um, and, um, and Earl Timberlake. Anthony Lawrence and Earl Timberlake. Timberlake Walker, I, I'm spacing on his name. doesn't matter. Um, they were hurt last game. Their starting point guard, Chris Likes, is out also. Probably. I just so I think it's gonna be hard for Miami to keep it close, but like 
Florida State has been shooting the ball exceptionally well, and, you know, teams can go cold and have a cold shooting night. And nothing for me on that one. And then uh, Florida Vanderbilt was the other one. Yeah, Florida 12-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I think, I think Florida's really good. Uh, but, again, like, they're not a team that I want to lay, like, a huge number of it with. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're a team that kind of plays up and down in their competition. And, uh, okay. So, um, that, no interest. Okay, and then let's go to um, – before I throw it to you for any other plays you might have tonight, let's take a look at St. John's at the pole. Yeah, so I haven't fired on this one, but I really like the Johnnies tonight. Um, I hate to say it. I really like St. John's. Um, so DePaul just won at Marquette, which is a great win for them. And I got to play a St. John's team. I think it's starting to round into form. Uh, the problem is Greg Williams, who is one of St. John's leading scorers, really good defensive guard, one of their best shot makers from the outside. He may be out. Um, so I'm waiting on clarification on his status to play it. And if he's in, I'll play it as a pick him. If he's out, I don't think I'm going to touch it. Um, yeah, so DePaul turns the ball over a lot, and St. John's will force a ton of turnovers. And that's basically the, the handicap. I think St. John's is playing really good basketball. Uh, DePaul kind of has a Swiss cheese defense, and I think St. John's will be able to get to the basket. It's just like it's tough that if St. John's is a favorite on the road, like it's tough to just back them as a favorite on the road because – they are St. John's. They don't have a ton of shot makers on the outside. Like, they rely on forcing turnovers, getting out in transition, and scoring at the rim, which I think they'll be able to do against DePaul. It's just – I mean, these are two of the, the bottom teams in the Big East. So, I – if Greg Williams is playing and it's a pick I'll probably end up on St. John's. And right now, I haven't, I haven't touched it. All right. Those are the best games on the slate tonight. Do you have any other ads to your card? Yeah. So, there are a couple games I, I like that we haven't touched on. Um I like North Carolina State, minus seven and a half at home against Wake. Uh, Wake has been playing really good basketball. Um, they've been hanging in there a lot against teams at the upper echelon of the ACC. They, they played Duke type. They played North Carolina type, Virginia Tech type, Louisville type, all this stuff. And it finally kind of climaxed when they beat Pittsburgh over the weekend. Now they go on the road to an NC State team that lost four in a row and is finally getting healthy off of a COVID pause. I think North Carolina State's really good. I think they have really good players. They're at full health. They force turnovers. Wake struggles to handle the ball at times. I just think this sets up as a really good spot for NC State to kind of get right against an in-state rival that they are just a lot better than at home. So I haven't played it yet. Uh, I want six and a half. I will play seven and a half. I think NC State, in a must-win game, uh, comes out with their hair on fire and, um, and wins going away. So I, I do. I like NC State minus cool. half minus seven and a half. And then one last one that I have, I have Utah State minus six and a half at UNLV. Uh, UNLV beat them outright a couple days ago. This is now the second game of the back-to-back. Utah State is just a lot better. Um, they had an uncharacteristically bad shooting performance from the outside in game one, whereas they allowed 13 made threes to UNLV. I expect a little bit of regression um, in Utah State to just kind of be the better basketball team. So uh, I, I played them at minus six and a half. That's an 11 p.m. tip-off, so don't lie. You just wanted some late-night action. Um, yes, both things can be true. Yeah, you just wanted some late-night action. But I, I, I like the play as well. I think, obviously, you really like that play. Um, uh, all right, Justin, you got anything else for us today before we wrap up this episode? Just, you know, we're a week in now, episode seven. 
yeah, no, that's it. Um, I'm on five games, Wisconsin, Providence, Clemson, South Carolina, and Utah State. Uh, probably going to be on NC State and St. John's also. So, Best bet? All of them. No, you can't do that. Why not? Pick one. But none of them, they're all played at the same, same unit. Pick one. He's thinking. He's thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go with Clemson. Clemson on the money line. Yes. All right. Clemson money line, best bet for Justin. My best bet is Wisconsin minus two and a half. I would play it up to three and a half. Same with Justin. Um, I have it at two and a half, so that's what I'm locking in. So yesterday was the first day where you were 500. Every other day has been a winning day, but the square had to pull the weight for the pod and have a winning day. I was four and two. So technically we have had a winning day, depending on who you're tailing each of the first six episodes. So, Hey, weekend, this is going great. Can't wait to uh, do it tomorrow and onward and upward. Yes, sir. All right. I'll talk to you later. Right. Hey, one, one more thing, bring the energy tomorrow. All right. I'm good, man. I'm no, good. You, no, you weren't today. You were a little slow. You're a little sluggish. You're a little mad off a three and three night. That's I, unacceptable. You'd be better but, tomorrow. It's not the three and three night. It's that it should have been five and one. That's the thing. Yep. It should have, could have, would have. And I'm not angry about it. I'm ready to move on to tomorrow. Like I, or tonight. Like I have no, like I, I'm good. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You bet on hundreds of games during a college basketball season. Like you're going to have shitty, bad beats like it, that happens i'm good i just yeah. um all right i don't I, I wish i had more value and more confidence on this slate tonight also you know what i mean like yeah, i'm, on, I'm like I'm, I'm exclusively on favorites tonight and i hate i hate that yeah that's that seems pretty square no it doesn't seem square <laughs> <laughs> i'm not calling your pick square i'm just saying always betting the favorite you know what i mean i mean yes and no i mean was I felt like Pittsburgh was pretty square yesterday as plus three and a half and look what happened. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't think favorites or dogs have anything to do with sharp square. I fucking hate sharp square. You know that. Yeah, but there's, it's just the name of our podcast. There's so. right. I mean, well, yeah, there's right side and wrong side. And yeah, I just hope I'm on the right side. I mean, like, I just hate losing. You know me. I hate losing more than anything. It's not even the money. It's just losing picks. I care more about my record. I, I, I think it's the money. No, you know it's not. <laughs> um, I, 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 I care more about my record, you know what I mean, than, than units made. It's a respect thing. Yeah. Yeah. Top and, capper. And you feel, like, you feel like when you have wins that just turn it – I feel like this always happens to me. I don't ever get on – I'm never on the right side of like a yeah, rant of the, the bullshit. I want to go – I'm going to go through every bet I've made and like – tally how many of them have been bad beats in my favor and how many have been bad beats not in my favor and you I do that i think i'm gonna do that you do yeah. that and, br and bring me the numbers tomorrow yeah i got nothing else to do today i might as well yeah you're just some lazy bum sitting in your basement exactly. handicapping college basketball not a lazy <laughs> bum you know i'm just kidding with you all right all right you good we good i'm good hopefully uh hopefully a little ran out yeah i mean i'm just i just need it you know the, the best cure for for a loss is a win that's right, and hopefully we have five winners tonight. Let's go. All right, see you tomorrow, buddy.